is Danny Casey, and this is Danny C. Talking Sports. On this episode, I'll be talking to anchor and sports director for ABC7 and Fox 22, Andrew Badillo. Without further ado, please welcome to the show, Andrew Badillo. How you doing, man? Good, Danny. Thank you for having me. appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> um, so I wanted to know, like, where can you say, like, you, you got your start as a journalist and, like, like that experience, like, how you got to that point um, in your, your career right now? So I went to college at Quinnipiac University in Hamden, Connecticut. Um, that's a big part of kind of the start of my journey and whatnot. Um, I did a little bit of work in high school, um, took some classes geared towards the field, but Quinnipiac is really where it got started. I joined the student-run TV station from day one. My first week, I did an interview with the men's soccer coach, and I kind of took off running from there. I became a producer for one of our sports shows the following year. The next year, I was the vice president, and then my senior year, I was the general manager. And in the middle there, I did a lot of reporting on the hockey teams, the basketball teams, all of the teams, traveled to cover some NCAA tournaments. I covered the Frozen Four, actually, my junior year down in Tampa, Florida. So I had a really wide multitude of experience um and it all kind of uh it all kind of started with the getting involved in the tv station oh wow so like what kind of skills do you feel like you developed um at quinnipec to like help my, you like like become like you know anchor and sports director uh i would say my ability obviously my broadcast performance uh that's probably the biggest thing um you know it's something that is really unnatural for someone who comes into school for anyone so you just have to you just have to keep doing it more and more um, in order to obviously become comfortable and become good at it. Um, and I'm still working on it to this day. I'm still working on everything. So I would say broadcast performance, public speaking skills, editing skills, um, just the ability to work with people and the ability to take in feedback and give feedback, leadership skills, all of those things I learned from the TV station and, and my classes as well. You know, I, I didn't just go to school and do the TV station. I took a lot of classes that were right. geared towards the field. Um, but, uh, yeah, the TV station taught you a lot. It didn't just te- teach you how to be a broadcaster or whatnot. It taught you how to be a leader. It taught you how to, you know, come back from adversity. Because there's a lot of times where, you know, you're going up against kids for anchor spots or you're going up against kids for for beat assignments and you know sometimes you get beat out and it's tough and you just got to come back better the next time and learn from your mistakes so it taught you taught you a lot of life life lessons and yeah you're all like the the same position exactly you say you um you learned public speaking skills that so that's something i'm still trying to learn like i like um I haven't, there's no really true like public speaking classes at my school. So how do you think I could develop those skills? So I think the biggest thing is working on, so you want to be a broadcaster, but you're not really sure. And to what field radio, podcasting, TV, my biggest thing is the more people you talk to, the better, the more interviews you conduct, the better. It's all repetition. Yeah. You can take a class on something and it'll make you better but really it's how you apply those skills out in the real world in the real field so right now what we're doing is great practice that is that is like a big step in your development um once you get out of college uh but yeah i mean it, it's kind of hard if there's not a class to really really like develop it 
it's more just through repetition, through doing interviews like this, going out, doing different things. So we're doing a podcast right now, yeah. go out in the field and do an in-person interview with someone, establish eye contact. I've done a couple questions. of those as well for my podcast and yeah. Good, good. Um, establish eye contact. I know I'm saying um a decent amount here, but eliminate filler words. Yeah. Work on work on listening and you're doing a good job of it now. Work on listening to what the interviewee is saying and ask follow up questions based yeah. on that. Those are all really, really good things that I picked up. I took a public That's something I uh would start to call you up there. That's something I actually you know, had to work on like tremendously, like not cutting off somebody, which I, I know I just did right now, but uh, oh, good. listening to somebody and uh, using filler words such as like, um, and things of that nature. But it, I've done like enough podcasts by now to like work on those skills. I feel like, so yeah, yep. that's good. That's good. Um, so yeah, so I would say those three things are, are pretty important. I went to a broadcasting camp, actually my junior going into my junior and senior years of high school. And it was with Mike Quick, who did a lot of stuff with MSG Varsity when MSG Varsity was kind of in its heyday back then. And he was like a drill sergeant in terms of public speaking. He would go crazy if we said, um, or like, or lost eye contact. He would, he would like move on to the next person. and wouldn't even look at you for a few minutes. He really wanted to pound it in our heads that there's a certain expectation when you're out in college or out of school that there's a high standard. And he expected, even though we weren't, we probably, some of us might've been not ready for it. He wanted that. He wanted us to reach that level in just one week. And I think that that really, really helped me too. It really made me realize that there is a, there's a standard. And if you're not ready to meet that standard, you just gotta work that much harder. Did you feel like you were ready for that experience? At the, at the time, yeah, because it was something I really wanted to do. It was something I was really passionate about, so I wasn't going to let anything get in my way, you know? Like, if you're yeah. passionate about something, you, it doesn't – it's like working hard is great, but it doesn't seem like you're you're busting your butt and working hard and because it's so fun, you know? Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're working. It's just like, okay, we're just – gonna work as hard as we can and get better and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun the the, the work along the way is gonna be fun so that's kind of how I felt it never felt like I got home from the camp or I got home from an interview or in college or something and I never was like oh my god like that was a long day like I have to do that all over again tomorrow like I wanted to do it I couldn't wait to get back out there and do it so that's another thing you kind of have to have it's passion fueled industry and you have to have that mindset of, I want to do this again. Like as soon as you're done, like, I can't wait to do this again. You know, like with a job like this, yeah, I feel like I'm going to have fun with it. I want to like be able to do it again and again. This is something I want to pursue in life. So that that's something, you know, I'm trying to strive for So I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah, no, that's good. That's a mindset you have to have, man, because yeah. it's, it, um, the job is tough. It's not easy. It's a lot, a lot of weird hours. You yeah. don't get paid. You don't get paid that much money, but um. But it, you're still starting. Still starting, exactly. Yeah. I'm in and my you first just work job your right way now. up. You know. Exactly. Yep. So um, you're in front of the camera a lot. You know, how do you like keep your composure like when you're in front of the camera? 
just got to imagine like you're talking to one of your friends or talking to one of your parents, your girlfriend. Um, it's, it's almost like second nature at this mm-hmm. point. I've been doing it for a little over two and a half years. So the camera is just an object to me. You know, it's not like, it's not like when the red light comes on, I'm like, Oh my God. In the beginning I was, I was acting in a way where I was like, Oh my God. Like I'm just now like that red light's on. There's thousands of people who potentially are watching me right now. Yeah. I got over that. I got over that and you have to get over it obviously, but it becomes second nature. But for someone like you who has so much going on, you know, you have a podcast, you have school, you have your social life outside of work. Getting in front of a camera is tough because you're trying to do well because you're trying to create some sort of a reel for a job. But you're also trying to find that happy medium and get comfortable. So my biggest thing is imagine like it's you're talking to one of your one of your friends. Sometimes I've heard people maybe if they're talking in front of a camera, they put a picture of someone they're really comfortable talking to like Mm -hmm. on top of the camera. And that helps create that visual, that visual tunnel and that visual connection of, Oh, okay. I'm just talking to Susie or Johnny or so-and-so. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of my biggest, my biggest um, advice as it pertains to that. I mean, that's actually a really good idea. Like having your, like a, a picture of your friend, like in front of like, one of the cameras, that's actually really cool. Um, yeah. So like I did this television studio production class last semester, which is really good experience for me. Like we did all these different uh, roles. Like if we were in um, a television studio and we were like, we had to make our own news uh, broadcast of like things going back in the nineties, eighties and seventies. So uh, it was really cool. Like I, always wanted to be like one of the positions uh, one of the roles would be like um being an anchor so i was like oh yeah i wanted to jump on that immediately i, I, would, I would like to take somebody's place and uh i just i don't know i like to be in front of the camera reading the lines and it was cool for me at the time so you know that's something i could see myself doing one day you know so i always just wanted to jump on that yeah man and don't um don't settle if you want to do it Find a way to do it. That's that's my biggest advice. You know, send emails to TV stations. Send if you have a resume reel. Send that with it. And yeah. don't take don't take no for an answer. You're gonna get a lot of rejection when when you're applying and when you're going out. So I here. only got I only got two calls. I applied to like sixty stations. I got two calls. So oh. yeah, it's tough, man. It's really tough. But it, it if you show that you really want it and you stick with it. It'll pay off. I, it's that persistence factor, you know. You, you got to just exactly. keep going at it and hoping that something's going to work out, I think. Exactly. So um, what kind of, like, preparation do you do before you, like, you cover a story? So uh, there's, like – so it's, it's weird because back in college, I did a ton of prep for games because I, I was afforded time to do the prep. And – the golden rule when it comes to prep is you can never prep too much and you always need to do some form of prep. In the job that I currently have now, I'm covering so many different things. One day I'll, I'm covering, I like per day. So I'll kind of outline my day for you to give you a decent idea. So I get into work probably anytime between noon and three 30 or so. And I come in, 
have a decent idea as to what I'm covering. And that could be three to four high school basketball games or hockey games a night. In the afternoon, my weekend sports anchor and reporter will most likely go out and get our, our story of the day, like our longer form story. Within that day, a lot of the prep is advanced prep. So now that I have around 3.34, now that I have what I have done for today, for the most part, I'm looking ahead to the next day and Friday, which is today. We have a big basketball show, a 20-minute show. I'm looking at what we're going to have scheduled for those days and what I can fit in between those times. So I know in the winter season, we're really busy at night. So if there's an opportunity for me to, in the morning, do an in-depth story or do a big shoot, I'll come in and do it a little early. Sometimes I'll bounce out a little for a little bit at night, take an hour to break and then come back in. So there's not so much prep within the individual stories as there is prep for the week and making sure that you can line up as much as you can and optimize your coverage because you can, the days catch up to you. You can be there on Sunday, wake up on Monday and be struggling for a story. Next thing you know, it's three thirty, four o'clock. You got to be on the news in two hours and fill three minutes and you don't have anything. So you really, there's, it's more advanced prep and, lining stories up yeah, so you're just you're just prepping stories for the rest of the week not just for the one story you just have that stories all the time okay that makes sense exactly there are different stories that i that i take my time with so they're called maybe like a sweep story during the sweeps period where the ratings that's where what the ratings that? what was that what is like a sweep story so a sweep story is more in-depth story so it's basically something that you want it's an in-depth story on a stimulating topic. It could be a good feature story on an individual. It could be a topic that people are talking about. And the, the idea is you air it during sweeps period, ratings period. So people come and watch. So you have the story, you promo it, you tease it for a week or two. Hopefully people tune in and watch. That's the idea behind it. So it's a more in-depth story. Um, I love doing them. They're harder to do, but that's why I kind of like doing them because I could challenge myself and get better the next time I do it. But those are the stories that you really want to take your time, research, cultivate your sources, develop your interview subjects, because it'll make it that much better in the end. But a day in day story, you know, a lot of times I ask the interview that I'm doing for exposition. So I'm like, okay, how did you get started here? What did you guys do last year? Most recent string. What do you, what are you guys up to? What's been, you know, that's how you kind of gather your prep and then you start the interview and then you ask questions based off of that because high school sports, there's not really a lot of information. There's not really a lot of stats available. So it's kind of difficult to do that prep. Mm. So, um, Nerves and like, you know, butterflies on my stomach are things that I'm still like facing at the very moment. Like, how did you learn to like overcome those kind of things? Repetition is the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. I had butterflies a lot in college with because, you know, you're infrequently doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, you know, you don't want to do it because, you know, you might not be good at it and it makes you nervous. And you're like, oh, like. You know, I knew how that was going to go, but you know, you look back at, you look, I look back at my stuff from college often and I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe 
Yeah. <laughs> that was what I looked like and that was what I was doing. But you just have to get over that. And the more you do it, the better you'll get. Um, talking to professionals in the field too, getting advice from them. Um, that's also a big thing too, because they'll tell you stories of, you know, when they really messed up or when it was their first time doing something and you'll realize that it's, it's probably very similar to experiences that you've had. So everyone, everyone gets started somewhere. Everyone has their struggle. Everyone has to overcome the butterflies, but the more you do it, the better you'll get. Um, are there like any stories that like stood out to you in your career so far? Are you covered? So early on, yeah, I've covered uh, in terms of butterflies or in terms of just like a good like story. Yeah, just a good story, yeah. So, uh, yeah, actually, my first, my second year here, my first year as sports director, main football, the main football team, uh, university main football team went to the FCS semifinals, which was a big deal. And I actually got to go out and cover it. Um, they went to Weber State, which is in Ogden, Utah. And they went to Eastern Washington, which is in Chinney, Washington. So I took two West Coast trips to cover that team, and that was a ton of fun. I also covered the 2017 AFT Championship, or the 2018, rather, between the Patriots and the Jaguars. That was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot of really, really cool stories. I did a sweep story that I won an award for, actually, on a runner who has Parkinson's disease. That was a really, really cool story. Uh, and then I'm actually working on a few really cool stories right now. I'm doing a story on a swimmer at a local high school who's actually 100% blind. And wow. yeah, he gets in the pool and just does his thing. So that's what I'm currently working on now. And just uh, like a lot, like the day in and day out grind of, of the job. Um, you know, oftentimes you kind of forget what you do. Like, I, I, like oftentimes, like me and my roommate talk about it. He's our morning anchor. We're like, we come back from work and we're like, I just like don't remember what I did today. It was just like kind of a, a whirlwind, a whirlwind, but that's kind of the nature of the job. But there are a lot of moments that stick out, but those, I would say those three or four are the ones that stick out the most. Do you have like um, any advice for like students trying to pursue a career in journalism like myself? Yep. So say yes to everything. Um, even if an opportunity sounds something like something you might not want to do try it. You might love it. Um, do everything you can to get yourself on camera because the more mistakes you make, the better you'll be when you come out. Because if you come out and a station asks for a resume reel of work and you know, you're really good at, let's say, filming and, and putting a story together, but you don't really have that much anchor experience, that's going to hurt you in the long run because when you enter your job, your first job, they're going to make you film, edit, write, anchor. They can make you be, they can make you do all of these things produce. They can make you do all of these things and they will make you do all these things. So you just have to make yourself as well-rounded as possible, um, which it seems like you're doing. So kudos to you. You're on the right track. Yeah. Uh, I even write for my school newspaper at the moment, so that's another thing. Perfect. Yeah, AP style is a big thing. AP style is really important. Yeah, I'm even the sports editor, so. There you go. Um, 
So I'm trying to think. Uh, I think those are like the two most important things. Just be as well-rounded as you can. Say yes to everything. Um, don't be afraid to fail because you're going to fail. Uh, mm-hmm. There's actually a crazy story. I, when we were covering the Frozen Four in Tampa, we um, we forgot to record one of the interviews. Like we were we were filming it and everything was ready to go. And we were doing an interview in the locker room with the team captain of Quinnipiac after they lost wow. in the national championship game in North Dakota. And we forgot to film the interview and we were devastated and we were like, Oh my God, we traveled all the way down here. We got this great interview of emotion. He's heartbroken. It's his last college game. They just got killed in the national championship. We didn't have the interview and I was devastated. Like we were like, Oh my God. But it's those moments that make you feel better because like I can guarantee you in a big moment, again, that's, I'm not going to let that happen. Um, and it's something so simple as pressing record on, on a camera, but you know, those it's just, things it's, can happen even to the best of us. But you, exactly. I think it's the idea of like just being able to move on. And I think that's what you did. So exactly. Yeah. Um, and also another thing too, is um, not being afraid to ask for feedback. Send your stuff out to people you know in the field. Get be like, listen, I'm doing this. What can I do better? That that's gonna make you a lot better, a lot quicker too. Okay. Well, thank you, Andrew, for being a guest on my show, and for you my listeners out there. Thank, thank you. <laughs> well, where can they be able to like contact you and be able to follow your work and social media and all that? So I'm on Twitter at Andrew Badio ninety nine. And then I'm on Facebook as well. My professional Facebook page is Andrew Badio hyphen MMJ. So you can find my work there. You can follow along. Um, I post every single day. I post all my stories and there's a pretty wide range of stories there. So if you're into main college sports or high school sports, that's the place to go. And where could they be able to contact you on there? Or Yep. My DMs are open on, on Twitter, on Twitter. Um, my DMs are also open on Facebook, so if anyone has any advice or wants to uh, wants to chat about main sports or whatnot, hit me up. My DMs are always open. Okay. Well, thank you again. You got it, Danny. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please make sure you rate, comment, or subscribe, and share it with a friend. And also, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny K Sports. That's D-A-N-N-Y-C-A-C-E-S-P-O-R-T-S. See you in the next one.